Don't worry, Barn. Everything's gonna change once we pass our finals tomorrow. Uh, Fred? And I know just how to ace this test. See, all these other mugs are gonna stay up all night studying. Fred? Don't interrupt. Then when they finally do get to sleep, all the information's just gonna fall right out of their heads. Now me, I'm way ahead of everybody. I'm not gonna study tonight. I'm gonna get a good night's rest, get up extra early, and study in the morning. That way, everything will still be right up front in my noggin by the time I get to work to take the test. That's great, Fred. There's just one thing. What's that? The test is today. Today? Your eyes are like two big blue eyes. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 373. Uh, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined by Brian. His normal sized, or he's normal sized, but somehow emptied the entire swimming pool anyway. Dunaway. Oh hi! Hi! Holy crap! It's time for yet another round of theme song fact check, where I will attempt to validate the facts of this week's song without singing along. God save us all! It's this again. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. No thanks. <laughs> and yeah, I'm singing it. They're the modern Stone Age family. I can't do it. This is the third time I've done this stupid routine in two months. Yeah. From the town of Bedrock. It's a fictional town. There's a they're a page right out of history. At no time did man and dinosaurs live together. Yeah. All right. I'm skipping right to the end. <laughs> when you're with the Flintstones, hold on, Scott. It's almost over. Right. Have a yabba dabba do time. Hey! When are we going to sack Scooby-Doo? <laughs> What's that? We already did. A dab-a-doo time. We'll have a gay old time. Damn. That used to mean happy, and it still does <laughs> in <laughs> Vegas. Right. Oh, wow. I, I think I'm going to be sick. <clears throat> Randy, give me some vitamins. No, not those. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, also with us, <laughs> also Seriously with us, Randy. That's a lot of clams, Jordan. Yeah, just falling everywhere. Aloha, Scott Johnstone, Brian Igneous, and Brian Dunnislate. It's me, your old friend, Randy Deluxe Rock, Sedimentary Shales Rock, Fossil Clam Rock, Metamorphic Rock, Seismic Rock, 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 Rock. Rockarockaroo so is the best thing that doesn't exist in as a saying in the Flintstones. I love that. Rockarockaroo. Well done. And See, with because this, once I started yeah. once I started changing your names, it got really boring really fast. Sure. Okay, uh-huh. You got it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. and finally, Brian, the ugly Baldwin brother, Ibbett. <laughs> He's the nice. Baldwin brother that nice. didn't, didn't get as much oxygen as the other ones. Mm. Uh, hey, uh, I'm not making any promises not to sing along. As a matter of fact... Flintstones, it's the prequel. We'll find out how they all came to be. Mm-hmm. Wilma and Betty, Fred and Barney, they'll explain it all to you and me. Oh. For example, we'll learn that Betty just can't wait 
to go to bed with a guy on their first date. And Wilma came from money, but it's never shown in the cartoon. Not in the cartoon. They just hope we'll forget. Right, right. I, I'll wow. tell you what, those those pearls are carrying a lot of weight in this story. <laughs> they really, really are. are. It's like they are the... They That's are the the, um, uh, the sword of destiny of Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Yep. They they really are. It's like what what? How could we give her a backstory? What do we know about her right. from the cartoons? Exactly. This one thing we have pearls. That's yep. the one thing we've got. Yep. And, and there's no and an overbearing yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. And no mention of that at all in the first one, which I haven't right. seen in ages, so I couldn't really tell you how much Vinia oh, they I, got into, but it's also on Netflix, by the way. People are going to wonder yeah. why we skipped straight to Viva Rock Vegas, and I, I'm but not sure why us, we did, but I'm kind of... Tell us, Brian Dunaway, now that you've seen both of them, <laughs> why did we skip the first one? I watched both, and I don't know why we skipped the first one, other than we knew there would be Vegas talk in this one, and mm. Ibit loves him some Vegas yeah, talk. Yeah. I also know that it's the it's the way lesser of the two Flintstones movies. Yeah, like uh, way well, lesser. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's the Batman and Robin to the Flintstones <laughs> Batman. Yeah, or or okay, um, it's Batman Forever mm. versus uh-huh. Batman and Robin. Is, it's it's, actually it's like, just a it's little. It's actually like it's, <laughs> good point. It's, good point because they're both garbage. They're kind of both right, 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 right. garbage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only yeah. reason, by the way, according if the trivia is to be believed, the only reason they made a sequel or a prequel was because uh, John Goodman said no. He's like, I'm never doing that again. F you. I'm not going to be in that sequel. And they said, Ah, oh, shoot. All right. Well, let's. What I, about if they're younger and they haven't met yet and all that. I've got I would, this great script I'm going to be doing for this movie called Speed Racer. I don't have time to do a Flintstones prequel. I I would just like to jump straight to the love I have for this movie. I can't imagine any person in the first movie was as spot on playing their character as every person in this movie. You're like, an insane I can't, person. There's no, no, I, yeah. no way John Goodman does a better Fred Flintstone than... King I'm, Robert Baratheon. There's no way. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Randy that because there were lesser actors uh, in this movie, eh, for the most part. Let's not be too critical. However, yes, I thought the impressions were much better. Okay, I'll so, yeah, give you Fred. I'll well, give you Fred, but I'm not giving you Barney. No way, I'm giving you Barney. Uh, yeah. I, the other I've dude. never seen a Barney Rubble I wanted to punch more in the face. Of course not. Of course not. But Jane Krakowski doing Betty Rubble's laugh was amazing. I loved every time she was on the screen. Just, yeah. just perfect. Yeah. But it makes it makes Betty into like kind of a slut. Like <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you not I mean, watch the original series? I mean, no. Did, did that ever come up? It's like, well, they were very lovey dovey. First date. Now she's also, you know, uh, hooking up with right. uh, Mick Jagrock. Yeah. Help, me, help me, Dunaway. Bar- Barney, Barney and Betty were really into each other in the cartoon, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, sure. But they so weren't so I, into I mean, each other that it was like, it wasn't like, all right. We'll see you later, Fred. We're gonna go hump in the back room. It wasn't like that. It was just. It was exactly like that. It was nothing like that. By the way, <laughs> the best name, uh, the best name in the in the uh, movie. Uh, I just have no, to get this out before it. I forget. It's Keith Rockhard is my favorite. Yeah, oh my that, was good. Yes. that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that's a I good thought. One. I thought also Mick, a porn Mick name. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little yeah. suggestive. Who? Mick Jagged was that his I name? I think that was a bad one. That was that one was not good. Yeah. He's also yeah, played by the fail. same guy that played the Martian. So that was yeah, hard. Yeah, Alan Cumming. Yeah, Oscar Cumming. nominee Alan Cumming. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought. I thought he was interesting. For this? 
<laughs> I, actually, like when the when this movie was over, wait, did we have more like set up? Oh, I totally do. To... You know what? Scott Fletcher has some. Let's just let him okay. say it. Here it is. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. In this live action prequel to the 1994 comedy hit, the Flintstones <laughs> and the Rebels go on a trip to Rock Vegas, where Wilma is pursued by Playboy Chip Rockefeller, featuring the Great Kazoo. Distributed by Universal. I should just read all the credit. Music by David Newman. <laughs> uh, by the way, Chip played by uh, Dharma or Greg from Dharma and Greg. Which wow, yeah. most yeah. at this point, yeah. very few people probably remember that. More they probably remember Criminal Minds, right? Yeah, probably his thing for the last. 15 years yeah oh, has he been on that yeah. he's, he's on that show yeah he's all right <laughs> he's okay i only know him as the guy that i thought was mo in the three stooges movie and was wrong and, and of course baratheon oh yeah right oh, oh, oh you're baratheon. talking you're oh. talking about you're no, not talking, talking about, about mark addy i'm sorry the, the other mark guy chip, chip right, right. uh rock rockefeller right. yeah. chip, chip, we're talking about thomas gibson and right, he's yeah. in this he's in this role in this movie one because he would take the role and two because he's dashing he's got a huge jawline and that perfect hair and so forth like he fits the he fits the bill of a you know a rich guy just some average rich guy sure yeah but, sure. but yeah. i was actually a little disturbed at how evil he turns out to be like i felt like it was too much mm. I, I i hated him because of how he is <laughs> i didn't need him to also be so evil that he's imprisoning yeah. people and you know this kind of thing. You know you yeah, can there's swap. one thing this movie tries to stay away from. It's having anything that's kind of over the top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. Uh, by the way, he's he's interchangeable with two other actors, and I'm going to tell you who they are. Okay, he's all right. interchangeable with Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, you could swap okay. him who in was, there. Who was kind of in? I think he was kind of. It wasn't really like the uh, the handsome guy, but he was in the first movie. I can't remember who he was. Wasn't he like the guy who's he was the Drysdale? You know the 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 bank guy trying to take their Slight? money or something. Oh, okay. You're talking about in the original. I'm talking about the well in the first Flintstones movie. I, I could have right, sworn right. McLaughlin's in there. There's one. Oh, so. you know what? Maybe that's what I'm what doing. Is I'm conflating him into that movie. And maybe well, you he's... just you just watched it, Brian. Did you not? Was Colin McLaughlin not in the first Flintstones? And I did not. I don't remember. Yeah, he was actually. He was. He was. Uh, he was uh, Cliff, right? So yeah, I guess he was. So it was the same. It was supposed to be the same character. Uh, I didn't realize. No, 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 no. Different no, guy. Not supposed to be the same character. Different but guy, like, but kind um, of the same job. He, he, but he, you can picture oh, okay. him. I got you. Like Scott can picture, you know, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, <laughs> McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, just never say it again. You know, I'll just say <laughs> Kyle. Agent Cooper. He can picture Agent Cooper. Uh, in 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 a Flintstones role, and I th think that was because he was in that first Flintstones movie. Sure, uh, there was a movie. Uh, what was the movie from? Um, was it While You Were Sleeping? That's the movie. Okay, 1995's oh. While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Peter Gallagher's the other guy. You can swap into this role. Do you guys oh, know who yeah. I'm talking about? He could have. Right. That's that's yeah. that guy. So whatever that archetype is, there's like five of them floating around Hollywood. And anytime you need some smarmy a hole rich kid guy, man, uh, he's dark, your guy. Very dark brown hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, very dark brown straight hair that does that thing when they when they cut it and all these sharp edges and then brush it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. That thing is is particular. I don't know what you call. I, why do we have names for haircuts? By I, the way, I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't so know, I would, uh, and I would even throw um, Eric McCormick into that role. That's another too. good one, yeah. So. That's a good one. How about Chris Noth? Oh, yeah. You could put Chris Noth in there. He's what Chris Noth, saying, another good what, one. Yeah. What we're basically saying is that white guys all look alike. I <laughs> I really thought I really thought that 
he didn't have anything to do in this movie, right? Like he wasn't he wasn't having to play an established character that you care about with funny voice or whatever. Right. Uh, no, I, right. Like the whole movie hinges and and it starts when it first starts. I'm like, oh no, because you see the characters and the and your first thought is, there's no way, looking how they look, they're gonna fit the roles. Sure. But then I just the whole first thirty minutes, I was just so pleased the whole time. Really. Every wow. new character they introduced, I'm like. I actually wanted it to end when they get to the montage of everybody falling in love. Yeah. And, be, you know, before they uh, go to Rock Vegas, I was done. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I hated every second. There. I hated every yeah. second of this movie, including the first 30 minutes. I, I must have watched a different film. <laughs> I think this is a really bad movie. And if you're going to rank the worst comedies we've seen, this is right up there, man, yeah. on Film Sack for me as one of the worst freaking pieces of garbage I've ever seen. It is just. A trash heap from start to finish. Now, if you're super into their impressions, then I get it. They are good at them. Uh, probably better than the first movie was. The first movie took I, liberties in that regard, but I would like. I, I'd like to say Elizabeth Perkins. I think makes a better Wilma Flintstone than Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Scott Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Kristen Stewart. What? Is that her name? No, That's Kristen, her name. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Johnston. No, Kristen Johnston. 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 Yeah. Sorry. But. Third rock, but third rock more, from the lady, is there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, but I feel like she was more entertaining. I liked her fine. Her, you know what? Oh, yeah. Her, her and Betty, they're fine. Right. And they're, the whole, the whole I'll thing. give you Jane Krakowski way better than Rosie O'Donnell as a as a Betty Rubble. Oh yeah, Rosie played a pretty good uh, octopus though in this thing. Her little cameo. Did you see that for a? Hunt? And also the the whole thing was the interplay between Kristen Johnston and Jane Krakowski. So one mm. is a foot taller than the other, which was really humorous to see when they're like side by side and. So on, like she really like. I thought Jane Krakowski like <laughs> to wear a, a I don't know a, a horrible like dress made out of white cowhide or something. Like <laughs> you have to, you know. Yeah. Like every one of them, every one of them sold their soul for the character, and like I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I guess like, you know what you're bringing they, me around a little bit on that. Maybe I didn't appreciate it as I was going. I already knew I was going into something that was pretty universally hated. So. You know what I was, what I felt like I was looking at is like the third or fourth American Pie movie where no one's the same character. Oh, right. It's all new yeah. people. Eugene Levy shows up for five minutes, and it's that kind of treatment. And this, and this should have been direct to DVD sort of stuff. And it's not quite that, you know. Yeah, right. but can we can we finally maybe get Jeff Garland to finally play the role he was meant to play, mm -hmm. which is Fred Flintstone? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if they decide to take another stab at this, Jeff Garland is the well. There's only one name on the list of Fred Flintstone actors, and it's well, Jeff Garland. This, sure, this movie was made like 18 years ago, I and know. and so he wasn't he yeah. wasn't there yet. Yeah, and, and I'm I I, I got to come back around to freaking King Robert Baratheon, like. <laughs> There, he has no business being this good, like this accurate, all the stuff. Like they're asking him to do the Twinkle Toes thing over and over, and he goes for it. And oh. I thought that was just, I, I really appreciate well, it. Well, they yeah. can stick wires on anybody and make them do the Twinkle Toes <laughs> thing. Can I say but, something? But an actor, <laughs> an actor could also say, an actor could also say no. An yeah, actor can right. <laughs> stop well, and sure. not do that. That is a bad idea, and he went for it, and I like it. Yeah. Can I? Can I say something about the the twinkle toes bowling? Of course, sure. For for some reason, it disturbs me. It they did it in the first one, they did it in this one, and for some reason, it makes my skin crawl. Do you know why? Is it the uh, is it the? <laughs> I, it might be the diddly 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 thing. You're right. I know the answer to this. This movie and all other movies like it. I'm gonna lump in 
by the way, who said that we, that we saw Scooby Doo? Because we haven't seen the Scooby Doo. Oh, I, I did. We, we we actually have seen Scooby. Did we see the second no, Scooby Doo? We have not no. seen no. either no. Scooby Doo. Nope. No. no. We, need to, we need to put that in because I got to do my four part uh, theme song fact check. Oh, good. <laughs> oh good. I'm looking forward to that. But but yeah. I but I'm just gonna say that all of those kinds of things where it used to be a cartoon and now it's a live action film. Uh, this Scooby Doo. I can't think of some others. Oh, uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Just don't do them. This is proof that you shouldn't do them. And here's what you do instead. There is a way to do it, though. Get these beloved characters. Call Jeff Garland in for voice work if you want and get him the role of a lifetime finally and make these into slapsticky, well-made, 3D animated films. That's how like these work. They don't work. Yes, I, the Peanuts movie is good. And, it, and if that was a live action movie, I would hate it. I would hate it if it was just yeah. a kid with curly hair and a sweater on. We freaking f that. That yeah. would suck. So get the right the right studio on it. Have some fun I, with it. I made a list. I made a list, an enormous list of movies that were cartoons and were made into live action films. And it's shocking when you start really digging in. Like, oh, oh sure. yeah, they did make a Smurfs movie and a second one. And yeah. they there's Inspector a Inspector Gadget. There's yeah. a Marmaduke movie that's got live action. So What's the other on? one like we saw? It's... Popeye we saw? Popeye's one? Popeye. Oh, Popeye. I have a soft spot. Good, for, though, right? I have a soft spot for Popeye, but but yeah, again, yeah. I also think and they were doing a, a 3D animated thing. It was gonna be um Gendy Tartakovsky who did uh, Samurai Jack yeah. and uh, those uh, Transylvania movies and stuff. He was supposed to do it. They had even an early teaser trailer and something got canceled and apparently he's hard to work with. But anyway, ah, uh, I no, could have gone I'm, for that. I am I am glad that the first Splint, I, the 1996 Four. one, I believe it was 94. 94. Yep. Okay. I'm glad that one exists. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. the I don't know the point for the prequel. I don't get that. <laughs> I'm with I, you. I'm with you. I think that thing should have stayed where it was. It's fine if people like it or don't. Um, that's that that I don't know that you need a sequel this that many years later, by the way. So it's 94. Yeah. Didn't get it till 2000. Wow. So six, seven years or something. That's nuts. Yeah. This was this was six years of rewrites and and uh, and <laughs> script casting. treatments and uh, yeah. Yeah. same director, too. So it's not, you know, he was all involved. It's not like they hired new people behind the scenes so much. Right. So he still produced s- and wrote and all that. And I, I got to say the thing that I hated in the cartoon actually was the best thing in this movie. Oh, okay. And that was the great gazoo. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, interesting. Because he's such a trope it. alert. Give me a trope alert. <laughs> he's like five trope alerts. <laughs> but he's one. he's enti- his mo- main trope is breaking the fourth wall. He absolutely comes to to the movie to talk to the audience mm-hmm. and to to be this extra thing that bridges us to the world. Right. And it was useless. The whole movie was just absolutely useless. Wait, I kind of like the tech. Like a- the tech was cool. A little bit. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. You know. And had had like we really seen his the feet and his feet should have dangled and stuff and moved? It looked like he was just standing on on you know. Was like this right before standing on a green screen? Right, but was it wasn't this right before we started doing a lot of that big head little body thing? I don't know oh, what yeah. what else I did think, we get? Well, <laughs> what are you talking about? Computer, for the com, the computer graphics, I mean, we hadn't really got to the point where we were really showing characters with giant bobbleheads was well, there was there, there a lot of bobblehead stuff to follow yeah that's oh my, my that's my question what came after this yeah i mean i mean music videos were inundated with with the big bobbleheaded looking did uh, they you know characters and people oh yeah this went on through the 2000s you don't, don't remember, remember the, this at the all. bobblehead no. did you ever watch all. the ludicrous video music video no no 
where he's the big bobbly head? No, I, I don't right. think so. No, is it, it? Is that the what else? Were there any movies with bobbleheads in it? Well, I mean, like, are we there yet? Kind of played that a little bit, even the true bobblehead. But there, it, there was a whole time where it was not uncommon to see some kind of weird character in a commercial or video uh, with these bobbleheaded. With like a big bob, but with a big head and little body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of into the look. I think it was cool looking the way they did it because it's kind of <laughs> yeah. because it was also you could tell these were filmed in two different places that that body was you know not moving in accord with whoever the dude is underneath. Like it was, right. it, it was just weird enough that I kind of got a kick out of it. But in, in terms of his impact on story, he was my least favorite thing in the cartoons as well. Like what the hell dude, a Martian going back to caveman yeah. times. That's he, stupid. It feels like they we already had him. the Jetsons. Yeah. Right. It feels like they added him as kind of like the cousin Oliver thing in later seasons of, of the Flintstones, just because they needed something new to like, well, you also, life he's like scrappy do you he's also, scrappy do you also yeah. have to you also yeah. have to untie holes right like when you make a knot you, it, it, it's a plot hole you got to untie it somehow and right. he just allows you to do that over and over and over but he's not necessary like you can do that with dino for instance uh, or uh, other characters can i'm just saying <laughs> the, the, you don't have to have him and the the, the whole movie he was the one thing that I just never liked. I, he was on the screen. I wasn't happy. Well, Dino, we were describing the Great Gazoo as the Deus Ex Machina of, of Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, the Great well, Gazoo. Is. Well done, buddy. Uh, but but the, I like it in the movie. I, I would, I would literally have preferred a whole Great Gazoo episode movie over this. Okay, yeah. there are other children's movies that do that. Sure, sure. There's plenty of those. He's the Jiminy Cricket of this movie. He's the you know, the, there's a thousand of these characters out there. He is he is what that is. But there was no resolution with him was my biggest complaint. No. So as annoying oh, as he yeah, was right. or whatever, at the end, you're supposed to have it should end like it started with your little cold open. Get little him back bookends. up into space and talk right. to those idiots. And it's all cleared up now. And they're dumb and he's great. You know, like something. They didn't give me any of that. It was yeah. just like a wedding. So you, did, you didn't watch the post roll? No, there's no. no. Is there a post roll? No one did. A little title card that says I'm we're Universal <laughs> Studios. Okay, all right, because because we were we were all wa- we're all watching this on Netflix, and Netflix was like, as soon as the credits started, I mean, within a Viva. millisecond, the, the right. Netflix is like, hey, we got a Boss Baby TV series That's for right. you, and I'm all, exactly. oh, you like this? <laughs> yeah, they know. were not. They were wasting no time to get to make sure you, if you were still there, that you would keep clicking yeah. and stay in their yeah. service. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. These movies, Casper and, you know, I could name a million of them. I can't oh, think of them all right well, now. The but... problem is, is that they tried to do everything to provide an, well, at least if it's a prequel or if it's the first movie of a series like that, where they're reintroducing new audiences to it, but it's the thing the parents grew up with. They feel like they've got to explain everything, explain the pearls, mm-hmm. explain, um, why Fred goes bowling, explain why, um, you know why why Wilma and Betty and Barney and Fred live in Bedrock Estates like yeah, everything yeah. they feel like they've got a but they've got I, a that Harrison also, Ford scar chin everything that also that all works <laughs> like I, I I I hate to say it I, it all works and I and the reason I say it works is because I watched it with an eight year old who had never once seen anything Flintstones before no cartoon no first mm-hmm. movie this was his first Flintstones thing and he sat there and giggled. Like he was yeah, being yeah. tickled for mm. an hour and a half. It was amazing. All that stuff where it's like 
they go bowling and the the ball splits and it was like oh well i've i've seen it but he's yeah. never seen that and he just loved it yeah i guarantee this thing was well it was pg but also just i think it was really for kids and and yeah. that's the aiming that's the audience they were aiming for and in a lot of ways i suppose that probably succeeded uh sure. it's it's all the olds that were like either saw these originally or like us grew up with reruns of it that were just like couldn't this been have been done better I feel like you get both those audiences with a stylized 3D animated approach in 20, well, 2000 and on. I don't think you do. I don't think you can get away, get away with, like, I. there's a reason this new Mario movie that's coming out is not live action like that terrible freaking Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. If they're going, don't you, don't yeah. you speak evil of the Super Mario Brothers movie. That movie sucks. Or yeah, the but, TV series. But Detective Pikachu is going to be the, the cross between uh, live action and 3D, isn't it? Yes. Uh, oh, is it? I don't know. I know that there's a game. So. Isn't there a game going on? The yeah, Detective... there's a movie with Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of uh, Detective <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> See, I'm kind of into that. Like, you can just do a lot more physicality but also keep it in the cartoon realm and this just is like i mean my favorite thing in either of these two movies either of the flintstones movies is the giant food i want those replicas of the giant food (laughs) i love the idea of a burger that's like the size of my technology right all of the tech around it yeah that stuff's great did, did you appreciate that they made it bronto king i mean i don't know if i appreciate i think I think I liked it better as a generalized, you know, no name kind of right. in his Bronto own Bird. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know why though, right? Because it was a. Tie oh, I know there. why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that they could sell kids' meals with uh, Flintstones garbage in it. Right. Back in two thousand. Who, who yeah. else do you? Th- what other fast food place do you think might have went in for that? Taco Bell, maybe. Rocco could- Bell. Oh, Rocco <laughs> Bell. Uh, rock, 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 rock. Donald. Did anybody- <laughs> Did anybody else notice Jane Krakowski competently skating on roller skates? No, I did. I yeah. yeah, that was very impressive. That was great. But does it surprise you? I mean, Jane Krakowski seems oh, she, like uh, she, she really would have does, been the. Mm-hmm. She, she does seem like such a polymath, right? Like she could just do anything. Like <laughs> yes. how does she? How does she not have an egot yet? Yeah. Um, right. At the right. time, right? At the time, though, the problem with this movie is you don't know any of these people. That like. You're you're looking to take your kid to go see a movie, and you look at the actors, and you're like, I recognize the last name Baldwin. I don't even know this non-Alec. You know, you well, you, you probably Usual Suspects was like five years before. Biodome was right before. I mean, this was like after a string of films for uh, Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> films, do you call them that? Well, <laughs> in the case of in the case of what's her name, uh, Kristen Kr- Johnson, Krakowski, been doing Third Rock for. A while, she, yeah. She Krakowski. was in that. She was in that Ally McBeal thing, all oh, the previous right. two years right. or whatever. So, but it was right around the same. This like this is two thousand. She was on Ally McBeal in ninety nine for mm-hmm. I don't know how long, thirteen episodes. Like, mm-hmm. she, and then I mean, went on. Mark Addy was a was an unknown for me then yeah. for sure. Oh, I take it back. She was ninety seven through two thousand two total. So this was in the middle of her time on Ally McBeal. But uh, but I get what Randy's saying, especially Baratheon. He he was known for all sorts of British things. The guy's British mm-hmm. as hell, and it's impressive how he hid that accent. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he did, you know, did uh, the the Full Monty is what I knew him from. Uh, before all of this, he was one of the dancers in that. Basically, the fat guy in that in that group. Um, he's he was and still is works a ton in British television, like a ton. If you go look at his his IMDb, it's rife with like shows we'll never get here in the states. Uh, but 
now we all know him because he was, you know, Robert Baratheon in 2011, 11 years after this thing. So, yeah. So anyway, he's, I just think he's great. Now he'll, I, I'm, it's the saving grace of the movie for me is that I just like him anyway. This is a, yeah. this is a paying the bills, American Hollywood thing for him. I don't hold it against him. He's fine. He sounds like Fred in a way that's more Fred than anyone else has sounded like Fred, including other follow-up Freds on the cartoon that weren't as good as the original Fred. Right. So, so, you know, hats off for that stuff, but you're not really given much here. It's the jokes are horrendous. They're not, nothing's funny. Like name something funny. Somebody oh, stumped I, me here. And name I, something there's funny. There's so many things I thought were funny. The, the thing when they go to the carnival and they're all running around in the photo posing cards oh, and they the, end uh... up in their own characters. Just, I, <sighs> I wish I, I had a was... seven or eight year old to watch this with. That's what I wish I would have done. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes the, a difference. Uh, the 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 APB, you know, with the um, the the mug shots of Fred and Barney as the cartoons that they're handing out to that everybody. All right. And then somebody in the background mumbles, "Leave no stone unturned." Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, All right. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, that one in. There's another. Okay. The funny. The part I actually will admit to laughing out loud is they went to the carnival. And they're seeing, you know, they're just walking in and seeing the the sights and everything. And and one of the guys goes, "Step right up, step right up, and see the forty year old man." It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like this idea that their life expectancy was so much lower. Yes. That's funny. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. But not enough of that, as far as I was concerned. It was too much twinkle toes, cartoon noises. I appreciated that Dino was literally audio lifted from the old cartoon from series. From the original, yeah. Right. Which right. was yeah, all... That was, we get a Dino origin story, too. Which is, right. what's his name? Yes. It's uh, Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, Blanc. yeah. Which is yeah. so great that they did that, and it worked for me. Dino's Dino's representation here totally worked for me. Just an idiot yeah. dog dinosaur wants to just find its owner and lick his face off. That's awesome. Totally That's nailed weird. Dino. Right. Whose dog is barking right now? I know, it's uh, on cue. Yeah, Perfectly on great. cue. That's great. I love that. It's not oh, mine. So, <laughs> so uh, some of the actors that did not return for this, but they did, Rosie O'Donnell, right. that kind of made me laugh because she was the octopus masseuse voice. Yeah. You're, right. I heard Which her. Which is I not calamari, by the way. No. Calamari is <laughs> <Yeah>. squid. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a completely right. different but, thing. That that right. joke, there were so many other jokes that could have been made there. I don't yeah. understand that joke. Yeah. I'm going right. to play it just because we're talking about it. Uh, hold on it is right here i just found out what calamari means yeah she maybe she has a friend who's calamari yeah calamari because <laughs> it is that like that is their their homage to the old cartoons where every time they used a uh an appliance animal. that was made out of an animal they'd cut right to a close-up of the animal uh, and i thought my previous life was rough or something like that you know like, yeah. That. That's basically like, it every time what you just said. That's every, it. Every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah. I was bummed out disposal though. elephant. Oh, I'm glad they're not eating chicken tonight. <laughs> it did bother it bummed me out that the when they're at the rock quarry doing the stuff, uh the brontosaurus crane that he's operating is not in the cartoon, it's an actual brontosaurus. It's like a f- oh, right. functioning dinosaur. In oh. this thing yeah. it was like this weird paper mache right. contraption. Well, yeah. he, that that he's was his training. test one. Yeah, he's training. Yeah. He's yeah. He's not ready yet. Oh, uh, oh! I didn't get that. There were there were actual brontosaurus cranes in the background. Oh, I missed. I like like the the special effects were so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they weren't good. First of all, like the CGI was pretty bad in a lot of places and stuff. But the but I thought that the cranes were like, oh, we'll we'll just do these mechanical ones. So if you guys are saying, oh no, these were training ones. 
They're yeah, doing yeah. the same job as the others, so just have the mechanical ones. Quit using animals. You know well, what I mean? No, it was. <laughs> yeah, just use those because it's well, the same no, shit. Those are stationary. Like it's just put in one place so he can drop the rocks into the little, uh, the little uh, point. So he can kill his boss. And what so was the, the balls up top? But what? Yeah. <laughs> what was the big ones? What was the big farting ones? Point. What was the deal there? What that did that? He was a st- that he was basically a broken down machine because Fred or Barney was going to be a mechanic and he had to unclog the, uh, you know, oh, fix the blockage. Right, fix the heavy machinery in the other part of the quarry. The point, Scott, was that eight-year-olds think that farting <laughs> is funny, and and it got a huge laugh over it was here. Well, it, was, it was well received. Sure it, it went on and on because that it was. It's not just a fart; it's like a a, a wind that blows right. people around for a while. Yeah, it was beautiful. I I, I am yeah five seven. This movie's great for real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this movie was yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen. If I was seven. But I'm not. <laughs> Scott, did you Scott, did you write down that it was uh, Jaws on that um I did. It's not him. Dunking booth. It's not him. It's uh It's not him. It's a different Irwin. guy. Irwin what That's is it? Irwin Keys. Those and, guys uh, are the same. Was, they may as well be brothers, dude. Right. It, it's it's odd because yeah. in this movie he is uh he's getting dunked, but he's actually on uh Fred's and Barney's bowling team. In the really? uh, yeah, in the, oh, in the first movie, in the first one, right? Oh, really? Oh, how interesting! Oh, so he's does in he both of these does things. Does he do something in the first one to make himself worthy of punishment in the second one? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I'm not sure, but uh, Richard Mall was also in the on the bowling team. So. What? Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Weird. Did you guys Maybe see? We do need to watch that first one. Did you see Sulu? Uh, was the valet? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Harold oh, from yes, Harold right, and Kumar? Show, yes. Yeah. Okay, it was great. I expected to see Sulu, Kumar yeah. any minute because wasn't that right? Wasn't that that was kind of their time? I think it was early two thousands yeah, for those two. But. Hey, what was he did that? Yeah. What was the whole point of the uh, the date? The beginning of the date where Fred is with Betty and Barney and Wilmer together. Like, it's oh, the never, date swap. Right, but it's never. It's there's no payoff. There's no reason for it. It doesn't cause like you'd you'd write something into into a story like that to cause strife between the main characters, like. Ooh, now I want to date Betty, but I know she came with Fred. There was I no think it point. Was, the payoff was like was, a shrug their shoulders. Sure, that's fine. A, a relatable moment is what I was thinking of. I'm like, are they trying to say, oh, this this happens a lot when you're in high school. You go for one girl, but it ends up flipping like that. And I'm, I don't know. It was, I don't know where they're going for, but yeah, I was with you. It was yeah, kind it's of almost like, like, they, kind of like they had a different direction that they were going to go with that, and just said, eh. We'll just make it so that they end up in the, with the right thing two minutes later. Yeah. So well, the, Barney, Barney and Fred rarely have real conflict, right? Uh, in the cartoon, so no, they're always yeah. together working it. And back, I didn't like that. I didn't like when they were uh, opposed, and I didn't like that the other two are opposed. And I understand that prequels do this. Uh-huh. It's like their yeah. job. Their job is to say, "Well, it wasn't always so great. Uh, here's where the conflicts were." And I just was like, "Ugh!" And it's such a simple concept that it bugs me. You have to go. I don't need backstory on Fred, Wilma, Barney, and Betty. I don't. Right, right. I just need oh, to get. I need on. to get to the wacky hijinks of the weekly business of living as those people in the in the thing and the, the garbage disposals. Some, some kind of you know d- triceratops that's pissed that he's chewing exactly. up your food yeah, and it, 
you know, it goes it goes outside what the heart of the Flintstones is. And we've talked about this before, I believe. But yeah, so the Flintstones is essentially the honeymooners, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we we never really saw the honeymooners go to Vegas. No. So yeah, we're kind of outside that realm of of source material, right? Actually, right. I don't think I've ever seen the Honeymooners. To be honest, I, I know what I just never saw. It. They never. So the it honey- a, yeah, I don't know if I've seen the entire episode. Really, yeah. the Honeymooners yeah. kind of inspired the Flintstones. The Flintstones inspired the Simpsons. The Simpsons inspired uh, the Family Guy. And now Seth is looking at uh, doing some Flintstone stuff. I believe if I remember my Seth, trivia correctly. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Huh. All right. I mean, look, I'm telling you, a funny, stylized r- throwback visually to the car- to the cartoon, but obviously updated. Again, I look at that Peanuts one as a good example because I just yeah. think they killed that mix. Um, and it's the right tone for what Peanuts is. Do that, but for this, it would be madcap, funny, great sound effects. All this goofiness would, re- would be there. And I think I would love that. I think I'd be totally into it. I mean, story matters, of course. You need to have yeah. something going on. But that's a thing I would totally get into. No problem. Bring I'll it. I'll give you another, another answer to your what was funny in this movie. And that's Harvey <laughs> Corman as oh, old yeah, man yeah. Flagoople. Yeah, I feel bad so, for him, though. He shouldn't be involved in this. It's, but, it's the right. same in his last ever movie. It was. It's He's the Raul Julia. 1994 <laughs> is a bad year because, oh, this wasn't 94. But 94 yeah. was Raul Julia's last movie, Street Fighter. What a shame that was. And then to have the comic genius that is Harvey Corman. All generations acknowledge that that's true. He is an amazing yeah, yes. piece of work. And his last movie is this shit squeaker. Come on. <laughs> I just, I really hope, I really hope that Pac- Patrick Cranshaw studied this movie a moment in prepare, preparing to be blue in old school. Because mm, right. it was the same joke, you know, this mm. sort of like mentally vacant old man who, you know, is just there to be laughed at. Yeah. I I found it funny. I you know there's there's two sort of subtexts that this movie is bound to for the whole film. These these plots that it can't ever let go of. One is slobs versus snobs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a thing for the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other is that the alien wants to see copulation. <laughs> <laughs> and so you so you you. You only, you only have those two things, and you have to keep weaving them back together again and again and again. Maybe, oh, maybe they're about to kiss for the first time. We have to, you know, we have to have the alien observe this. Maybe it's my 2018 thing. self saying this, so forgive me for this, but I feel like I'm so past anything where the two two of your main jokes are dudes in dresses or. <laughs> Old man with early Alzheimer's is funny. You know what I mean? Like, basically, those were these two one-note jokes. Ha! They look like ladies. They're dancing like ladies. I just want to be clear. It wasn't wasn't Alzheimer's, right? It was shell shock, right? Whatever. Uh, uh, We don't know. Hey, how will... uh, Really? Okay, so... Yeah, I'm done with it, Will. I don't know. Well, okay, let's go to the ladies dance or guys and guys and drag dancing. Yeah, drag is just is is just uh, har, har, that, har. that went out with Milton Berle and. Uh, but but this was a flip. This Wilson. was a right. <laughs> this was supposed to be kind of a throwback comedy. So uh, in Vegas, oh, I mean, wasn't so that in, always so in the Flintstones time period? Drag is still funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right. I think you're onto something. <laughs> I really, really do. I really think that when you make a period piece comedy, and boy, talk about an extreme distance for a period, right? When you make a period piece comedy, you have to consider what would have been funny at that time. 
I really do. I, I, I think sure, you're something. sure, but I mean, the world's so ridiculous. It's just a, it's a mirror of our own, and in place of you know poker chips, it's clams, and in place of a but, car's engine, it's your feet, and in place of you, food, it's yeah. giant mastodon ribs, and you know, like just just think your lucky stars that uh, smartphones weren't huge by this point. Oh I mean, my were, gosh, no. dude. Yeah, they all have these little slabs, little rock slabs in their pockets. Oh my gosh, you made the movie worse without even making it. wasn't even in it. Uh, okay, so you you have to hammer and chisel uh, some some emojis, and then there's the the slab comes with a dinosaur, a flying dinosaur that watches what you do. Yeah, and then it flies over to the other person's slab. Yeah, and I'm, I'm warning. The- I'm warning any future people thinking about making a Flintstones reboot. <laughs> Don't do it. It's too tempting. I, I listen. Oh. I even did it. I did a comic once. It shows a caveman in the first panel, and he yells, "Gronk want," and I can't remember what he wants. He wants some software, or a song, or something. And then all these rocks get thrown at him. Little pieces get thrown at him, and then he assembles yeah. it into a finished tablet. And the caption is "BitTorrent" or uh, a caveman BitTorrent. <laughs> like I'm, it's I'm so- already sketching, Scott. I'm already sketching Bam Bam playing with a, a stone fidget spinner no! right now. Right now. No. See, I, I don't like see, it. I don't like it. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have spent that ammo in the first movie because they brought uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam into the first one, and it, it would have been a better sequel if they had saved a little something for that. That would have been a mm. instead of doing a prequel, they could have went into that. Yeah, if they'd gotten oh, the old then cast, they'd have to movie. like really pour on the copulation. I mean, Gazoo. Yeah. Why didn't Gazoo just follow uh, <laughs> uh, Wilma and Betty? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Barney and Betty, because Betty and Barney, they were yeah. they were on their way to take care of that. After the carnival, yeah, they were because ready to go. Because Gazoo oh, didn't know how that the, the noises <laughs> this reminds me. Make too. Like, it's got to be the same as me. their laugh, but like slowed down. Like <laughs> <laughs> this. This reminds me. Can we please talk about what grossed out Scott the most in this movie? I, oh wow! Oh, uh, if it I got me with that. Thinking one. about Barney and Betty doing it probably would do it for me. <laughs> okay, so there, there's a bit of a toss-up. Uh, one, and they were Can close to each other. Place? Go ahead. So when we first meet Fred and Barney, they're living together and they have bunk beds. And the upper bunk is a very loosely woven mesh freaking uh, what, uh, canopy. What do you call ha- the hammock? thing? Hammock. hammock. Thank you. Hammock. Hammock. It's a hammock. And Fred gets in bed and he's looking right at Barney's ass. And I'm thinking Barney is going to fall asleep and fart. And <laughs> it's right there. Like, didn't it's, even think about it. There's nothing preventing that fart from wafting right into your face. Didn't even think about it. Not one I thought. That's it's, it. Was so gross. Yeah, I would have if I'd have thought about it. Maybe Bronto fart that knocks uh, knocks uh, Barney across the quarry. Right, just the fact that that's yeah. But when a fart is that big, it's almost like there's no fart at all. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna, I'm I think gonna disagree. Got, there's nothing else but. But Bronto oh. fart in the taste of your mouth for like the next week. <laughs> yeah, you're all breathing okay. it. It's like Varian Rin's little green dots. You, you're all breathing <laughs> like, exactly. it. Like if Here's, you're, yeah, if you're close to somebody's barbecue pit for a while, it's like the whole next week you're smelling barbecue pit. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Uh, as Mick Jagged, Alan Cumming is wearing a very heavy fur. And as each scene passed by, I kept thinking more and more, God, he stinks. You just know yeah. he just stinks even more now. I thought like, he stunk before, and now I'm sure of it. Yes, I agree yeah. with you there. But that's still not the grossest thing I thought I saw. Oh, in fact, oh, my, the, my okay, I'll give you the, the here's the, yeah. here are the two, uh, the one of them has a sound to see if you guys remember this. I'm just getting started. 
All right. When Barney spit his food oh, all over that oh, model. All over our chick in the bucket. All over yeah. Melania Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the chick in the bucket. <laughs> Poor thing. We just left her. We uh, She does appear in the dance number for some reason, which is weird. Yeah. But we just yeah. leave her. We leave her covered in, in cream and creamy chocolate. Yeah. No, we leave her with the worst bukkake uh, <laughs> horrible. money shot ever horrible. <laughs> ever seen in cinema. Oh, those are never worth the money. Um, But anyway, when she gets, uh, so she does that, he spits on her and does it twice. That grosses me out because I don't want, it's mostly because it's the Baldwin guy doing it. Baldwin? Really? Yeah. And then that's, to me, it's another Barney moment that tied with that. And that's when Barney seemingly can just get through the bars of that jail and then blows his honker into this, this uh, like cheetah, cheetah blanket looking Kleenex and then shoves it in fred's face and tells him he can do it right that's right freaking yeah, f that right i was curious because we had a crow magnet man right is a, right. a oh guard. I, that's a whole yeah. lot, we got to talk about this go ahead dunaway but i have stuff to say. So, I, ugh, i'm annoyed right. by this are, are we are we implying that fred and uh barney are more uh evolved, evolved. Is yes it, is, we're we're is that the reason why he can squeeze through the bars because they were designed for a you know a a more ancient Marcher, being for, yeah, for yeah. someone who can't go upright and just walk through the bars. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, they were all over the place. They were waiters. They were the boxers that fought with the two clubs oh, at the game, no at the fight. Yeah. Like they were, they, they had these like uh Geico looking cavemen. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. Yes. The yeah, Geico right. cavemen. Basically. Yeah. And then they yeah. would, they would come out and act like they were way less. I mean, and I don't know. I, I've actually kind of made me uncomfortable. It was a class system. I didn't like. I don't think that's good. <laughs> it totally was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't, not so much oh, but, racial but stuff. It didn't but... offend you that uh, the, it didn't offend you that the, the, uh, uh, the remote control, yeah. when the, the bird, the bird remote control, he was so, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. He just, it just seemed offensive the way he was, the way his accent the was. Jive, way he was, he was jive talking. Yeah. Basically. He was totally oh, jive talking. Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. A little control. bird told me, right, a little bird told yeah. me this, and then the little bird so, pops out of the remote control. Hey, I gotta keep my let, job, you know? Let, <laughs> let there be no doubt in your mind that a bunch of comedians were brought in during late production and sat around a table and paid $500 a day each to punch up this movie. And you end up with that bird talking. You end up with the guy who keeps insisting that he's going to drive the dinosaurs extinct. Those are add-on punch-up jokes. Ugh. Those are. There's no way they started out like we're going to make this movie and we're going to have a jive talking remote control. They bird. had. They spent no too way. much money then on their punch-up writers. That stuff is oh, terrible. Way too much. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I actually like did like the, the confessional. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, the extinct, the the uh, dinosaur extinction guy. Kind of like yeah, that yeah. I like well, the confessional that went around. That was yeah. That, was that right. confessional was a great joke, and he tops right. it off. Mm-hmm. But having him come back out again, yeah, no, one time up. too that many was not funny. Yeah, one time too many with the guy at the end. It's like, all right, we get it, buddy. Doesn't anybody care? <laughs> it's like, no, no one does. I haven't <laughs> hey, for a good forty-five minutes. Yes. Can I point you guys to the best IMDb photo this uh, this week? Oh please my, do. Yeah, oh, please. What do you got? Yes. It will be Dwayne Davis who plays one of the thugs. Mm-hmm. Dwayne oh yeah. Davis. Uh, I loved see. the thugs, by the way. I really liked the thugs. Oh, the little one guy was the Se- Seinfeld thug. Sein- yeah. Or, Danny, yeah, Danny Whitburn. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. not Seinfeld thug. He was Kramer's buddy that we're in the acting. He was uh, he was together. kind of a thug in the in the series. Was yeah. he? I don't remember being thuggish, but uh, anyway, he was always he was always kicking Kramer. What's his name again? This guy you're I'm saying? Sorry, Dwayne Dwayne Davis. He, played one of the, he played one of the goons. 
and so, you'll oh. you'll know you'll know the picture when you see it because it's uh, it's unbelievable. Oh, look I, at this! I, wow. All right. What are you kidding me? That's amazing. I don't even. I don't even want to describe it for the podcast listeners. I just want you to know it's unlike any other IMDb photo. It doesn't need to be on IMDb. It makes no sense whatsoever. Right. This guy doesn't have an agent. That's really good. But I guess we see from him uh, in, uh, Necessary roughness, right? Yeah, it's probably I mean, necessary roughness or film. something. Sure. Yeah, it's actually. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is just like a headshot. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a headshot, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's really but, funny. Uh, wow. Yeah, necessary roughness. roughness. He was uh, Featherstone, but I think we've seen him. Have we seen Ghosts of Mars? Yeah. Feels like we've seen him. But I guess oh no, we, we haven't. We want to. That's when we want to see them. Right. We uh, haven't. Nightmare we Elm did Street see four. We did see Beetlejuice. Yeah. We did see Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. believe we haven't seen Under Siege. I know that's just never streaming. Believe me, but, God, believe me, Brian Ebbett, it's on the list. Yeah, it's ever need, start streaming. Yeah, we need part two on a train. That one's much better. I mean, <laughs> we've got young Catherine Heigl. It's so good. He hasn't oh, worked right. since 2004 in a movie called Paparazzi, and I don't know what happened to him. I hope he's okay. Hmm. He's not dead. It says he's living. <laughs> I mean, that well, was the day he was like, you know what? F more scripts. He's like, f this business, and he put a picture of a football in front of a face of a helmet <laughs> and <laughs> left. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Um, oh wow, he's the son of Green Bay Packers legend Willie Davis. Oh, so, yeah, and he seems to have in Beetlejuice. He was a football player, and in yeah, uh, right, yeah, the in the program coach? he was a football player. This yeah. doesn't look like the the locker room coach or whatever it was, wasn't it? That the, mm -hmm. the joke, wait, yeah. is this the right guy I'm thinking of? Wait, this guy's black. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Which no, guy am no, I thinking uh, of? You're, you're talking about yeah. You're getting you're getting the goons confused with the uh, the two guys oh, who are constantly falling around Chip. That's so why Big Rocco, yeah. yes, yeah. And Big Rocco and Little Rocco. Because yeah, when you were yeah, 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 okay, you're right. Different goon. I the goon was was the was at the employee of Chip, right? Because he was yeah. at at the uh, the hotel. Yes. The other right. handing him the uh, the the handing out the uh, APBs, I think, or at least right. putting the pearls in Fred's pocket, that sort of thing. Right. The the other IMDb photo I want to call your attention to is the very last person in the full cast. He's in the uncredited oh, list. Oh wow! Okay. In the full cast, the very last person. His name is Christian Vincent. <laughs> this is a guy who there is a perfectly good headshot in IMDb for him, but for some reason we decided to go with the one where he's pressed up against someone right, else. Right. right. <laughs> and so we had to cut the other person out. Yeah. Well, no, if you, if, you, so if you click on it, it blows up and it's just him. It's just right. that. Just oh, that no, I, that's it, even worse. Yeah. They just yeah, that's right. even worse. The wrong, the wrong, Backdropping. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's even worse. Yeah, I wanted the, him to be... I wanted him to be named One-Eyed Christian. Right. I really did. <laughs> the The problem <laughs> is they 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 probably only will take portrait, and his dumb agent was like, "All I got is this long one, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing." So he, he also apparently there. is a dancer, uh, so probably was yeah. used in yeah. one of the dance scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a dancer in The Shape of Water. He's a dancer during the uh, Hall and Oates. He dances scene. in The Shape of Water. Yeah, there's a dance scene mm -hmm. like in the uh, mm -hmm. the I've seen yeah. your face sing. I've seen it. That's when they're doing yeah. fish, uh, doing it with a fish. That's that movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Five hundred yeah. days of summer, the Hall and Oates scene. He's dancing, so apparently, uh, Starsky and Hutch. He's nightclub dancer. Nightclub dancer, right? Whoa, and Starsky and Hutch. Oh, the movie. Yeah, not, not the. Sorry, I was thinking of the show. I'm like, he's not that old. Looks pretty young here. <laughs> uh, all right, that. But okay, can I? Can, so. Uh, but was like, uh, Ibbett, or Dunaway, <laughs> you said something that made me want to say something, and now I forgot what uh -oh. it was. 
you said, and I said, oh, I have stuff to say about this, and I'll come back to it after you're done, and then you started talking. Do you remember what it was? What was I going to say? Oh yeah, I no idea. Oh no no no! I already did it. It's the it's the it's the caste system of 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 other cavemen. The Cro Magnons versus the yeah yeah. I I screwed that up. Right. Uh, All right. The dinosaurs are not OSHA approved. There's no way I'd ever get on that uh, roller coaster where you uh, had to make sure the dinosaur was nice enough to put his head down and connect with the tail of the other one. That bridge. Oh my lord. Oh, the bridge was awesome. Yeah, it was it horrified me. When you go live action <laughs> like this, you do you have to bring it into a place where you have to start thinking about that stuff. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They would have cars that drive over dinosaurs instead of just having oh, dinosaurs but... that carry you. Oh, come on. I mean, you're you're dealing with and you're going to require cars. this dinosaur <laughs> to always be lined up perfectly yeah. with that road. Yeah. yeah by the way, build a bridge. Come on. I mean, that guy is union. By He's the way, the Flintstone hotels in Rock Vegas, but they can't build a bridge. <laughs> Look, let me let me tell you something about the Flintstone family car. It it can't turn. I don't know why he has a steering wheel. Oh, because it's, it's got those <laughs> uh, those big it's rollers. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I forgot about don't, that. Don't give me that mess. Well, the way he would do it in the cartoon is he would lift it up like a dress around him. And turn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't do that yeah, in this. We, this movie really can't strong red in the art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say sometimes that, they're really <laughs> strong, and sometimes they're just kind of average strong. Yeah, yeah, right? no. It, but Yeah, right? Like, no one's tired after they just went, I don't know, 30 miles, or however long it took. Oh, no, they flew to Vegas. Never mind. I was thinking they drove there. It took it, yeah. It took it. That's my it. other they big complaint. A, they took a BC ten. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Get it. Uh, yeah. I I thought of Ibit during a part of this because of your love for Vegas, and part of what you like about Vegas isn't just that oh a place to drink, have fun, gamble, whatever. I mean that's part of it, but also it's the spectacle, it's the lights, it's right. the size, and the it's almost like the ridiculous of it and ness of it. And what I thought we were going to get is at least some of that. Instead, yeah. it just felt like a weird. Like kind of a crappy set. Didn't feel like Vegas to me at all. No, it was like a one block town with Yeah, it just didn't feel like light. Vegas. Sure. <laughs> you show the cowboy waving, well, okay, was, sure. It was it was early Vegas. Yeah. I mean, what'd you expect? Well sure. and that's another thing where I feel like the movie makers probably were gonna go for something more and they realized yeah. they just didn't have it, they didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it gets because... more obvious when they do the little the little sh- the, 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 the dance uh, footage of them looking up and pointing at stuff and you kinda get a little bit of uh transparency screen of the lights going by and the you know the uh the fremont street cowboy dude and the other you know a couple big other tax. things that are mm-hmm. big right tax. right but they do like that transparency over it so you can't see how how crappy made it is mm-hmm. but they just show like it's much clearer to see all the people looking up and like fred and barney looking up and pointing at stuff as they drive in yeah it just didn't I don't know. So it could have worked I, better. I feel like this the original Star Trek series called and they want the material that all their sets were made out of back. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. The glitter rock. Yeah, yeah. I hate that stuff. Yes, Dunaway. I'm glad that it, I'm glad it was disappointed in the portrayal of Vegas. And I was movie. very disappointed in the portrayal of Vegas. <laughs> yes. They could do so much better for the CGI. Hey, uh, speaking of cars, yeah. uh, another chick in the bucket is... Uh, Fred Flintstone's Maserati that he got at yes. the end of the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why isn't he driving that around and getting Bronto burgers oh, uh, delivered be, on the be, side of that thing? Yeah. Right. Because when he went to pay the taxes for that, it's like no. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, is that the deal? Away. Okay. That's fine. I can't find huh. that. I want to find a picture of this because I forgot what it looks like. But 
Oh, it's just a little car. It's the car they drive off in the in the end. So when when Chip Rockefeller gets <laughs> arrested for all the stuff he's done, we assume he gets arrested for all for you know faking all the. Oh man, he can squeeze through those bars. Oh wow, he totally, totally can squeeze. Yeah. I thought he'd get but killed does, by the mob, but whatever. Does Fred get all the money back that he won before things went bad, or do we just chalk that all up to? Oh, that was never that was his... never his money, right? Because it was. It, it was loaned out from the bank you gotta wait for the clark county gambling commission well, to he, uh exactly before he got the the loan he was winning big at the craps table until wait until until he flipped the switch well, yeah because okay. i think yeah. the idea Apparently. was that he had him on the whole time and then he turned him off <laughs> the is, whole time and that is a switch I by love, the way that i think scott johnson secretly believes they have in vegas i love <laughs> yeah, they do i love hey, the switch it it was so but they, but the so way, hand wavy. But, but the way they said it is that it would have to be Fred's personal switch. Like, there's yeah, no... Yes. That's ridiculous to have a they, giant switch the size of the I, wall for one guy. You know what? No, I've been to Las Vegas so many times, 50 times, and I'm telling you, they have a Randy switch in every casino. <laughs> I'm I'm on for a while, and then it's stone yeah. cold until I'm busted. Right, but the size of that switch made me think, oh, that's the entire casino's luck. But no, right. it was just for Fred, I guess. Yeah. If By Fred's way, winning, others are losing. Yeah. Alan Cumming had uh, Oscars. Uh, he doesn't. He's never been nominated for an Oscar. He's been nominated for Emmys for uh, The Good Wife. Um, and apparently he's been nominated for a Razzie for Son of the Mask. Mm. Mm. Surprising. Oh, uh, but he's also movie. been nominated for the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards for a most unfunny comic relief in a film called The Flintstones in Viva Rock. Oh, oh I yeah. heard of it. I heard That's of it. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, he, so that guy's in, a, you know, a lot of artsy fartsy stuff, right? Um, he is, yeah. uh, for sure. And I, my most mainstream memory is his, him as, um, Nightcrawler. Banff, yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah. And, uh, in the, that X Men deal. And he was yep. really the best thing about that sequel. He was really, really great. Yeah, in it. He's um, great. I actually really, really like him. I think, uh, uh, really talented. Uh, uh, Goldeneye, he was the, the hacker dude that mm-hmm. uh, right. uh, oh, steals right. Goldeneye, I guess, or or yeah, something like that. Goldeneye. Whatever his deal was there, but he's he's an interesting actor, and he to me felt like he was uh, slumming in here a little bit. You know, like this wasn't yeah. he he could maybe get a better gig than this, but um, I did like that the character he was playing, his chief character, which was the robot, the or not robot, the alien, the Martian. <laughs> G- Gazoo, who everybody calls the Kazoo. great, the great Kazoo, Gazoo, <laughs> right. uh, was played by Harvey Corman in the original cartoon. So that's right. kind of cool that Harvey Corman's, you know, got his feet in both ends of the pool here. Yeah, uh, I like a bunch that, of people. Uh, yeah, bunch right. of people who have earlier connections to Flintstones properties in this movie. And they, the Hanna Barbera brothers are there somewhere in the yeah. wedding. Yeah, right. I think they're, they it's, cut to two old guys who are singing the uh, Flintstones song at the wedding, and yeah. I think that's them. They're responsible right. for dumbing down animation for me. So they, when they started, they were doing kick-ass stuff with like Tom yeah. and Jerry and some other things. Really good, like on par with what um, they were doing for MGM. What Warner Brothers had done with Bugs Bunny and Roadrunners and all that. And then, and then they got cheap. Then they were like, you know, mm-hmm. we could do fifty shows for the same budget as one, and but they'll all just be shitty and they'll like it anyway. So that's when you started getting the Scooby Doo's of the world and. You know, was the name of that damn yes. car? Uh, <laughs> right. And the gate <laughs> grape uh, ape and buggy? yeah, Something all like that, that stuff. <laughs> speed buggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I do not want to get started on how Hanna Barbera was so bad when I was a kid. Yeah. I, please, yeah. let's just. They were terrible on. when we were kids. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. 
bad is that we were receiving two things. It's like if you compare Bugs Bunny, which were really repeats, but were theatrical made with Hanna-Barbera. It's hard. Well, not really, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, those Tom and Jerry shorts, which were also for that same kind of purpose, they were shown before movies for MGM. They were right. amazing. And mm-hmm. Hanna-Barbera, all up, up in that stuff. Then the late yeah. 60s and 70s came along, and animation just kind of took a bit of a poo anyway in terms of priority. Well, so those guys were just and, left with, you know, I, it's not that I'm blaming them. They figured out how to make something with nothing, but it, none of it's very good. It's all kind of bad. But they had made the Jetsons, guys. They were legends. <laughs> and then I come along, and I want to see new things. I don't want every Saturday morning to be constant reruns, and they're throwing grape ape at us. No, they are bad people. <laughs> who's the grape who's ape. the who's the cat the cat that went? <laughs> oh, uh, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. I want to put oh. my foot up Snagglepuss's oh, no, puss. Wait, I'm sorry. Snagglepuss was exit stage right. Oh, again, I hate him so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate him so bad. What about uh, Muttley? How'd you feel about Muttley? Yeah, Muttley was the... Month. Yeah, Matt, that was Muttley. You're right. He's fine, okay. I guess. He's one note. But then but then what? you had, like, uh, what was the other one? Not, spe- um, not Speed Buggy. Uh, uh, the, Captain the... Caveman? Captain freaking Caveman! Caveman! Yep. I don't know if that was that or not. that formula? Yeah. Four teenagers and then something sort of supernatural <laughs> yeah. or, you know, talking dog or... Thanks a lot, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right. Talking caveman, unfrozen caveman lawyer, you know, whatever. Hey, but you can complain all you want. It, but that wasn't the bottom. We thought we had reached the bottom with that. No, I, we, I can gi- still, I'll give you the bottom. What's the bottom. We still had we still had, had the happy days cartoon yet to come. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, I mean, right. this is when filmation rode into town and said, you think that's <laughs> Let shitty? Me show you something. <laughs> Let me you hold my beer. Cheaper. Yeah, hold yeah. my beer. I'm gonna. Uh, ha, what do you think of this? And then they made garbage yeah. cartoons. And for... then, and then Hannah and Barbara executive produced Foofer. Oh. And Foofer oh, yeah. makes. I, I I just feel like the world should end. That's it's the bottom. <laughs> we you can't get any worse. Yeah, that uh, was Foofer. By the way, like chat the, people uh, listening at home, Foofer F O O F U R was the name of this right. thing, and it was. It was an abomination. It was terrible. What, wait, wasn't like there the, uh, wasn't there Christopher too? Wasn't that something? Kissy fur was the was the, the 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 sort of like first thing. Yeah, okay. and, that makes me throw it, up. You know, I I don't know Kissy fur because it sounded like it was for girls, but foo fur yeah. heavily and heavily <laughs> advertised to me as a kid. Yeah, and it just was the worst damn thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. these are horrible. Yeah, but hey, you know all that stuff. Frank Welker, by the way. Oh, he was in that. Foofer, the voice of Foofer. Oh, no yeah, way. The voice of Foofer. No way. I'll get Man, you, Megatron. You can, oh, what? You can say what you want to, but I ate that trash up like it was trash good. <laughs> because Snorks? I was, did you like, did you like oh, the... Oh, I love the Snorks, too. Yeah, I love the Snorks, even though they were... Snorks, no. off the Snorks. No one liked the Snorks. <laughs> oh, I love, the, I love the Snorks, even they even had a brainy Snork. I mean, it was yeah. just... It, it was, was just a flat-out ripoff of their own Smurfs. Yeah, I right. know, but right. less, but less French. Do you guys remember Blast <laughs> Off Buzzard? Is that a you yes. have a memory of that? Blast Off Buzzard. Blast That's Buzzard. really yes. bad. The Buford Files. Those were also bad. That was a spinoff, I think, of Scooby Doo. Pound puppies. Galaxy Goof Ups. Yogi oh. and the Gang. Oh, I do remember Blast Off. Freaking Yogi so Bear a... also sucked. I hated Yogi Bear. 
there. Yeah, uh, but they these guys were the masters of reworking and reusing stuff they'd already produced decades before. Yeah. So a lot of Saturday mornings throughout the 80s were you turning on something was the all-new adventures, Hanna-Barbera's World of Super Adventure. And you're like, oh, great. It, they just said the words all new and not a single new thing. <laughs> would be shown for 30 minutes. The, the, the intro would be new usually. Sometimes, <laughs> okay, but then the, but the same 12 an- total frames of animation they used during the episode, 60% hey, of them were they old. Weren't, they weren't the only guilty ones, man. Warner Brothers was tearing that stuff up. No, everybody oh, sucked. No, I agree. Redoing, that that entire shows. period, that entire period is bad. Just a bad time. Animation was I, was was uh, was bad. having it was having a dip. It, it was, was just bad. having a dip. Was, yeah. It was don't say bad. 80, 85, 86. I'd say before I'm going to give it 70. I'm going to say 72 to almost 91. I'm going to give, I'm going to give that whole time kind of an F. Oh, name something amazing from that era. You can't do it. I don't think it nosedives until the later seventies. There's some good stuff yeah. in the mid seventies. Okay. Uh, I mean, just, it takes a it takes a nosedive, and then we end up with, with like I say, good uh, opening songs. Like the Flintstone Kids song was great, but the Flintstone Kids TV show itself was horrible. Yeah. That well, wasn't was the Flintstone bad. Kids theme just the regular Flintstones theme? Just tweaked yes, a little. But I was a child. I loved <laughs> it. Wait, what? Then, Flintstones Kids was way later, wasn't it? When was that? It was 80. Yeah, that was mid-80s. No, was it mid-80s? Oh, it, seems... it started when I was like 10? Uh, 1986, and it, the, and it aired till 88. Here's the theme if you want to play it on the show, Scott. Here, did you put it in the thing? I put it in our Slack, yeah, if you want to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click that. Let's I'm going to click right on that Let's right see what now. we got here. Let's give it a listen. Okay, it's like a little kid. Yeah, they're all little kids. That's nullifying the prequel. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this oh. is canon. Right, that they all knew each other as children. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just I been demon- you just been demonetized. I am standing. <laughs> I am standing up in the living room in front of an old box television dancing. like, And that's it. That's as good as it gets. It, the, the rest of the show is never as much of a high point as that song. Why wow. would it? Well, why I would they would agree with that. They're just little tiny versions of the same characters without a beard and, and, and Betty has no boobs. Everything did that. I know. Yep. That's what I'm saying. This is a huge dip. It's a period of time. Okay, I'll give you, let's say 78 through 92. There's your range. And when, and when I say 92, okay. because that's what, when what, Nickel- what brought us out. What, what Nickelodeon and Cartoon out. Network brought us out. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Um, yeah. Us out. Ren and Stimpy brought us out. Uh, freaking um, all those cartoons of that era. Like there was a mm-hmm. huge resurgence. It was like, hey, remember how cartoons used to be good? And we've never stopped since. Animation is, you could argue, gonna, we're having a golden age right now. It's fantastic. I'm going to argue, I'm going to argue that the Smurfs is better than you're giving it credit for. Oh. Dude, it's worse than la, I gave her credit la, for. La, 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 la. It's gonna, I'm gonna say that the animation is all right. I'm gonna say that the idea was fairly unique. I'm gonna say that the execution was okay. I'm gonna say <laughs> you have not seen one of those in a while. <laughs> I'm gonna say I saw one. Uh, I saw the Christmas special in December this past year. So 
I'm going to disagree with you. I've watched and it was the, the Christmas special from like uh, from the 90s, 80s, yeah, from 80s, 80s, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, go find an episode now. I'm, uh, dude, you were drinking I've that night it. or something. What were you drinking? No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And the, there was a few Disney film, D- Disney cartoons near the end of the 80s that were all right. Well, films, yeah. I'm not talking about those. No, you no, can't no, count I, like I mean, Little Mermaid and, film. you know. I meant to say TV show. Okay. Because mm. Little Mermaid was like late 80s. Fantastic movie. Still holds up. Uh, right. Plenty of stuff like that was going on. Disney was about to have their big resurgence for sure. But on a but on, a, but on like a Saturday so morning kind of thing. are you saying the Transformers was trash? I'm saying the Transformers was a toy that needed a show to market it. That's number one and undisputed. Number two, uh, that that was cool because we were kids and robots turned into stuff and turned back into robots. And that's badass. Uh, it's, but I can't look at it and go, yes, I, that's quality, and, excellent animation there, folks, or great storytelling. It's not. And, and I have a different take. And that is that Hanna-Barbera were trash in the eighties. And there were other people making good cartoons that I really enjoyed. I loved the real ghostbusters. I loved DuckTales. I loved the inspector gadget cartoon for years. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Hannah and Barbara were garbage. And they like <laughs> they dragged down the whole thing. And you had to work around it. You had to figure out, you know, what was good and what wasn't. Yeah, DuckTales started in 87, ended in 90. I mean, that was when things started turning around and Disney was getting back into it. And I don't know, right. cable was much more of a thing. So you had more opportunities for standalone channels like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. And, and I'm, I'm just happy where it is right now. Like, there is always something good yeah. airing somewhere. And even if you get your funniest stuff from YouTube, there's amazing animated shorts on YouTube. And right. like, it's just a great, it's like anything else right now. This is like the time to be, but it's slim pickings when we were kids, you guys, it was not mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I mean, we'd yeah. tune in and it was like, all right, what do you got for me today? Was, uh, no, Superman. The, the, the most I'm memorable gonna, stuff that I watched in the eighties was stuff that came a decade before. I mean, Johnny quest, Herculoids, uh, um, the, the original and, Scooby-Doo stuff. All that stuff was stuff I watched gonna, when they replayed it on Saturday morning. Right. right. I'm right. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend these animators and content creators during that time period because the market was incredibly difficult. The technology mm-hmm. to get something out because the reason why you're seeing so much great stuff now is because Oh, come on. I mean, the technology has made it so much easier. Well, that, plus plus you can just sub this stuff out to Korea or, you know, other parts of the world where they're doing kind of a mass production sort of sort of uh, workflow. Like, I I totally agree. Like, that's a huge part of it. No question. But it's also that people didn't value it enough. There was amazing stuff coming out of Japan in the 70s because people were paying for it. Over here, everyone thought cartoons were dumb unless you were a kid. And so you just didn't get it. And then they Mm -hmm. and then they figured, well, if we're going to do it, we just have to do it on the cheapest way possible. Like, how can we do this the cheapest way possible? And they're like, "Well, what if He Man only had four positions he ever stood in?" Mm-hmm. I think I think He Man was an amazing achievement in in the fact <laughs> that it was created by a marketing team and then went on to be something fairly interesting and was able to had so many of them. It put so many animators to work. Did it and, though? I think it put four guys to work because it wasn't. No, it put it put way more. It put way more to work. But did that. you? Uh, you've seen He Man, right? Like, there's it's literally I've there. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say He Man has four positions he stands. You in. look, look, me, <laughs> me, you, Randy, and Brian. There's no way we could create something as good and complete 
and is what? I, I oh, call and, bull crap. And, Absolutely, and, we could. And as yeah. and I accept as your often. challenge. Yeah. Okay, so everybody go get this celluloid because we can't we'll use computers. Okay. So everybody Well, no, both, if this is our job create, and and the toys we've got to create 52 weeks of this, one every freaking a, week. And by the way, this is the this is the Hanna-Barbera complaint. Not that they not that they were resting on their laurels, which is true, but that right. they were do, trying to do too much. They were instead of making a great show and that being their focus, they were trying to make ten new great shows a year at some point, mm-hmm. right. and right. that's just wrong. You can't and, do it, right? And tie them to toys that, right. that yeah. they can, you know, make money off of as well. <laughs> you got to make money. Innovative about Masters of the Universe. It is a dude who's got a sword and a bunch of friends attacking a bad dude who's got a castle and a bunch of friends. <laughs> well, if you describe it like that, I could go, there's nothing innovative about a little round-headed boy who's trying to constantly kick a football, then the lady's pulling away from him. No. Are you, are you, no, 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 no. Hold on. Your Peanuts has the depth we're talking about. This does... Masters of the Universe does not have this depth. The most depth they ever got was the Christmas special where Skeletor found out that that Jesus was real and died for his sins. That was so good when he was trying to save the kids in the snow. Oh, my gosh. And the the stupid little yappy alien dog was wanting to go with him. He's like, no, you're not going with me. And then he's like, he's like, okay, fine. Garbage poop of the highest degree. Yeah. And I'm glad it exists, mind you. I'm glad all this exists in retrospect because I I like to go visit poop like this. I I want to show Brian Dunaway some appreciation for trying to defend animators during a time when it's like Scott Adams turns out to be the worst human being and John Kay is the worst, even more worst human being that's ever lived and so forth. (laughs) Like we're we're in a really bad time for animators. So I'm really, really glad that you're trying to you know, like throw a bone to all the people like yourself who are like, well, only only one of those guys, only one of those guys is an animator. And I wouldn't say, I think we're in a great time for animators. We're in a bad time for sexual predators. I'll say that. Okay. I should have said comic (laughs) artists. Right. (laughs) And and, and, yeah, there are so many unsung heroes that have a bad time to be a sexual predator. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's not my time. My point is it's two examples out of, I mean, they're not enough, but I, I take your point. I just think that, look, they did with what they had, and I get that, and I respect that. So, Dunaway, right, it's, what's right. funny is we're kind of on the same page. I'm just saying you can't call it good output if, if, if well, you're looking well, at right. it objectively. You have to look at it and go, all right, well, what does that mean? How's I, the animation bad? How's the story bad? You could, not call it, you could not call it good output uh, when comparing it to today. Or I mean, before, or days not. before it, though. Like, that's my whole point. This I, isn't about today. To me, this is like, there was stuff but, happening but in the output, 50s and 40s that were better than output this. Is, output is directly related to uh, abilities to sell and market. And in order to survive during that time, they kind of had to do what they had to do. Totally and, agree. Had to cut corners. I totutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. That is my entire point. Like, I'm not saying it was anybody's intent. I'm saying right. they had they did with what they had. They did what they had. They did a fine and job. And they did okay. And if and, I, and look, if you ask me, Scott, do you want to live in a universe where super friends never happened? No. Yeah. It's right. terrible, but I kind of love that it's terrible. That, like and I'll tell you what really shone through that time period that you're you're speaking of and it was the thing that was necessary to elevate some of this stuff and that was the voice acting or the characters that they created through, through voice. While some of it can be annoying, I think that I think it really shone a lot during that time. We have a lot more tame character actors 
now in animation. Oh yeah, I that's listen. A broad, my, that's my, a broad. That's a broad stroke because there's some really great, sure, great uh, voices, but so many more I, now. I think, right, right. So but, many more. But like you know, do I? Am I glad Skeletor is this complete <laughs> overacting freak? Yes. Right. Like, I love Skeletor. I love the Lex Luthor of the Super Friends era. Super mm -hmm. fools, that whole thing. He's amazing. Like, he's the best Lex Luthor. Screw everybody else. He's mm -hmm. the so best. But I can't sit here and say that stuff was well made. It's all just... <laughs> <laughs> well, how about that era of, this, of the uh, 70s and 80s where uh, cartoons had to end with the song that would... Um, remind you what they all just learned together, kind of like this oh, movie ending with yeah. a big yeah. number. Yeah, that's I waited true. for Viva Las Ra Viva Rock Vegas, and they had a little touch of it at the beginning, right? But then they really did the music number at the end, is mm -hmm. that? And yeah. then the theme song, yeah, at the wedding. Yeah, no, I right. I, I like the use uh, in the middle of the show. They had the who is it? Um, it was the yeah, montage Margaret. while they were dating. Who's the pop band that they were playing? I think I have oh. some of it. The Stones. No. no. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, yes. What was that? Yeah, I have it right here. Uh, do I? Yeah. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is the it is the song that has been declared the outro for anything. You mm -hmm. can put it on the outro for anything <laughs> that's ever been made. Yeah, it's good. I mean, no, it, you know what? Soundtrack great on this thing is bad. They've got that new Radical song. They've mm -hmm. got uh, Nick Lowe. Half a boy and half a man as the music that is perfect for the carnival. It's that do 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 do. It's mm -hmm. like made for that sort of thing. Sure. It's actually got a decent soundtrack and Mark Rock. You yeah, know, it's all right. The, even their version of Viva Rock Vegas, the yeah. the the one you're talking about has, I don't know. There's a. It, I thought it was real. Like I'm, what right. I mean by that is right. I thought it was the real song until they said Rock Vegas. I went, oh, they right. they did this for this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, but no way. Slightly no impressed. Way self self-respecting rock band would uh, open a big concert with a slow ballad. No, not especially when it's supposed to be the Rolling Stones analog. <laughs> right. No way that would have worked, but whatever. They at least they had Keith Rockhard on their in their band. That's right. Yes, who was wow. uh, by the way who was um uh, one of the guys from Duran Duran, John Taylor from Duran Duran. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Her name was Rio and she danced upon the sand. All right. <laughs> That's right. Clips, I got him. I got them right here, everybody. Some clips. Yay. Let's play them. Uh, this Go one uh, is a, a deal with uh, what? Oh, it's a bad rock reference. Right up, uh, right up top, right at the beginning. Now, ladies, don't start chiseling those invitations just yet. <laughs> Get it? Because you would chisel your, you chisel them <laughs> instead of print on paper. Yeah. Uh, here's Fred and Barney talking. We get to spend the rest of our lives working in a rock quarry. Who says dreams don't come true? <laughs> I know I should be happy, but. I guess I always figured by this point in my life I'd have somebody special to share my success with. All right, that's a very Wait, so was that from the original cartoon or was that from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so if you if if you uh, if we cast Jeff Garland as Fred Flintstone remaking this today, is there anybody who fits as like the perfect Barney right now? Oh, perfect perfect Barney. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would have oh. never picked I would have never picked either the you know Moranis or yeah, this guy because I wouldn't because right. I wouldn't have thought of it, but their voices were pretty good. Um, I don't know. I would I would just Jonah go. Hill oh, I got or, it! I got it! Um, right, I got it. Uh, the guy that uh, the, uh, licks the thing uh, gets the food the the drippy burger off. Of what's her name in Silver Saving Silverman? Um, I can't think of his name. 
uh, he makes me yeah. laugh all oh. the time. Uh, he played the he was the voice of the little uh, the little zoo I monkey. I didn't know what you were talking about. Now I do. He's the have little. You seen, have you seen his new series? No, I love him though. What's uh, Steve's on? Steve's on. There's your. That's oh, your Barney. That's, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. I would have said. I would have said a, a, just a couple years ago, Seth Rogen could have pulled it off. But I, yeah, they, he's better. Until he yeah. laughed. I would, all the little. trivia says that uh, David Spade was considered for the role of Barney. I right. As long as we're just. Say, but... <laughs> that's pretty good. As long as they're going just crazy. I mean, if we just got like an endless budget and, you know, just Chris Pratt. Just. Yeah, just, may, oh, may as well yeah, dra yeah, drag in the eyeballs. Why not? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Sean, Sean William Scott could have also pulled it off, maybe. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's it's not that big a deal. It's just that these little things, like he's got lazy eyes the whole movie, mm -hmm. and it just felt like Barney to me. Mm -hmm. He just looked like he was high for the entire movie. Yeah, Bar so does Barney in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barney did always have kind of a high quality to him. Well, so did. Uh, I'd like to see him. Ralph and what's his name from the Honeymooners? Right. He kind of seemed like he was on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like Norton. to see him go in a totally different direction, uh, with like maybe Chris Hemsworth or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just, you know, him trying to act all mousy. Ever. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. I'd like to see that. Uh, here's here's where I wrote It's a Pretty Good Fred. Now, see, that's where you're wrong, Bond. I believe you create your own opportunities in life. You got to go out there and make things happen. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. There's, Here's the. There, there oh, were yeah. you were just that scene just reminded me of how many Gilligan cuts there were in this film. <laughs> yeah, it's got yeah, a lot so of Gilligan that's, cuts. That's a trope, by the way. Yeah. That's when you say something and then it kind of happens. Yeah. Plus, mm -hmm. it's just very actually. You know what? The whole tone is very Gilligan for me. Oh yeah. Everything about it. And then wasn't there a Gilligan animated show for a while? And it may have yes, even been Hanna Barbera. Well, was. Sure. Yeah, that was shit too. I'm amazed we haven't gotten a Honeymooners like movie remake. Yeah, why did that did, never we happen? Did. did we? We did get a Honeymooners remake. Did we? Did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> it was, oh, when was it? It was, uh, oh my, it was like during the 2000s, I think. Uh, Honeymooners. Uh, let's see, what was it? Movie. Who was in that? Uh, uh, yeah, it was like 2005. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, very poorly reviewed. Cedric the Entertainer, Mike Epps, and Gabrielle Union. It's a bunch yes. of, it's just, uh, they replaced everybody with African-American actors. Yeah, Cedric's great. Mike Epps is cool. Eric Stoltz is in that. John Polito. Yeah. John Leguizamo. Yeah, I don't remember mm -hmm. it, though. I never saw it. It sounds like it's, it's, woo, this review on this is... You probably <laughs> will. You know, they, they had to remove the references to domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Did, did they really? Yeah. Right. Well, probably. I think that 2005 feels like uh, they'd still have to do it then. Yeah. I right. Like, I like Cedric the Entertainer. He cracks me up. Uh, and it's right. right there in his name. He's a, he yeah, he entertains. Really it's very entertaining. Yeah. Here's uh, the Great Gazoo. So here you go. I am the Great Gazoo. The Great Gazoo? <laughs> Barney. Yeah. Uh, Betty is dumb and lame, I wrote. I don't know why, because I kind of like Jen Krakowski, but I don't, I don't know. I wrote this. The fish is fresh, but be careful. So are the bus boys. <laughs> oh. I hate all that. I hate that. It felt like it was out of 30 Rock, that joke. Yeah. <laughs> it totally did. Yeah. Home and home and home and Without home. the irony, I guess. Um, all right. Her dad says that she's the best kisser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you knew they would do this, is what I wrote. Got it. Using all those old sounds, man. Yes. Mm. Got to. Here's that Fletcher line. Your eyes are like 
two big eyes. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's not even funny. I it's actually, dumb. I actually, it was funny. I actually laughed at that. I, <laughs> I was in the room laughing by, by myself, and I was looked around, and sure enough, I was the only one laughing. It's, yeah, you're, I was going to say, in the entire state <laughs> of South Carolina, you would be the only one laughing. All right, here's, uh, here's Harvey Corman doing a thing. Cavalry, mount up. We're moving out. Shot! <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, here's the <laughs> the little yeah. guy from Seinfeld. I know, I know. Yeah. He's, sad. he's so yeah. great. I want to maybe want to go watch something with him in it, and so I could laugh again. You know, the name Slaghoople is really good. I've always liked it. Yeah, Slaghoople's yeah. all right. Uh, here's this little dude from Seinfeld. The boss wants his money. He says he don't think you got it. I like that guy. Yeah. Why were Why were they wearing cactus stuff? I, I was trying to I was trying <laughs> well, to recall you, if it was a reference in the movie. I mean, it was a reference to the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it was like the really short guy with the super tall hat, and then the thug, right? Who's just a really big guy who didn't talk much, and I barely remember. It's probably like the 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 rough guys or the the mobsters in the cartoon were probably you know if if they were something made out of a cactus that made them tougher or something right something yeah yeah uh, here's something about uh, wearing somebody else's underwear I'm wearing someone else's underwear <laughs> literally what it said. oh the confessional <laughs> yeah I actually thought that's how they were gonna get out of it I thought everybody was gonna confess to crimes and then Fred having those pearls wouldn't be anything right that's not bad it's pretty good. I don't know why they didn't go that way. Maybe they planned to and then switched. But here's uh, that guy. I'm systematically poisoning the dinosaur's water supply. Great. Great. <laughs> they have a separate water supply for dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? That's a really good point yeah. now that you say that. Yeah. I hadn't Weird. considered that. That's uh, not very... Do you, drink sus- of, do you drink out of your cat's bowl, you freak? Ew. We have the same water supply, me and the cat. Yeah, you get it out of the same tap. Right, not me. But you could poison I... your cat's water supply just by poisoning <laughs> that bowl. Like, if you knew the dinosaurs were always drinking out of that one lake, you could kind of just poison that one lake. All the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird when you start thinking about it. It makes no sense. This guy's yeah. like a oh, he's like a caveman. He's, he's a caveman era flat earther, is what this guy is. He's the equivalent. Oh, so of that. they were all flat earthers. There was they? a flat. I like the flat earth joke too. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. All right, here's uh, something about your wedding. You'll be spending your wedding night with me. Ew. Oh, you know why? <laughs> you know why I captured that? Because it reminded me when you go to a um a drive up. And you're like, yeah, I'll have the freaking combo with the deal and the Coke and whatever. And the girl that said, can I take your order, turns into a man. There's now a man says, okay, anything else for you? I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I don't do like hate it. when they switch it up. That's what it yeah, reminded me cool. of, so that's why I kept it. Uh, here's your stick your butt out. What do you think, Betty? Should I stick my butt out a bit further? <laughs> further. <laughs> I did like, I kind of liked his Mick Jagged. I think he was all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is. Does he look good like that? Oh, it's more of that. Uh, these are... Oh, this this made me laugh. I hope you're not the two girls I sent for. That's pretty funny, I guess. Because uh, they're in drag. Yeah, because they're in drag, so you're in dresses, see? See, that's, oh. that's a funny thing by itself. Did you it's catch funny. the... Yeah. Right. Did you catch any more of him? Uh, This one. What? That's it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Might keep that around. What? It's pretty good. Nobody uh, pinches my bird. I was hoping you caught that. That was. I'll see if this. I'm, this might be it. This is my final clip. Watch your mouth, Mister. Oh, <laughs> this is Barney. <laughs> Watch your mouth, Mister. All right, great. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's the end of that. Oh.
just handed to me on this card right here. Film sack checklist. Stupid and dumb. Check. Lame and cringy. Check. Poopy and crappy. Check. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Also nicknames for each of the thugs. Yep. Poopy and crappy. Uh, crappy do. Anyway, look at this Star Trek connection. This is nuts. I want to blow your guys' mind, so here I go to okay. blow it. Steve Shrippa, he played a groupier in this thing. On Enterprise, okay. played uh, Carmen in some episodes, a couple episodes. Scott Schwartz played Caveman Boxer. He was in Voyager and Enterprise in various roles. Kevin Grievous, uh, associate goon. He was in DS9. Uh, Joseph Stevenson, blah, blah, blah. These names go on and on. John Cho, of course, Parking Valet. Yes. Sulu in Star Trek Into Darkness and, and Beyond. And the original Star Trek reboot. Uh, Joe Davis, the tattooed Neanderthal in Enterprise, played the Orion Servant in the episode Bound. And finally, a big one. We haven't even talked about her. Joan Collins. She oh. was a Pearl oh, yeah. Slagpole. She was Edith Keeler in the episode The City on the Edge of Forever in the original series. And she's still alive, by the way. Still with oh, us. Yeah. So, and I, I enjoyed her spit take. That was pretty good. But did you... I did not expect so many Star Trek connections for nope. uh, this dumb Flintstones movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... It's ironic because it's about cavemen at the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek's about... The furthest the possible way. Time. Yeah, the end of time. End times. Anyway, there's that. <laughs> Soundtrack great. I'd give it an okay for it was okay. It was fine. It's nothing special. It's just, you know. Yeah. Licensed stuff was better than I expected. Uh, time for you guys to sum this up in 140 mm. characters. Sorry, 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Way more fun than you'd think, considering you don't actually know any of these people going in, and then they switch partners pretty soon after they get started. It's just like Saturday night at Ebbets' house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Still recovering from last night, I'm sure. That's right. Mm, mm. Also, Brian Dunaway. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Like some prehistoric prequel set in Vegas that promises a yabba-dabba-doo time, but what you get is like, 10% yabba dabba and 90% do. But your guess isn't technically a lie, but you still feel gazooed. Yeah. And time. You also got some time in there. It was an hour. Yeah. It was almost two hours. Well, no, it was. No, it was an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. Short. Hour and a half. Not too bad. It felt longer <laughs> than that. It did feel longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. This is the worst caveman movie we've ever seen. And we've seen the Ringo Starr one. Oh! <laughs> and we've seen Caveman. That's right. We have seen Caveman, right? I don't remember we have that. Seen okay. Caveman. We did. Yes. We did. Yep. Old Mandela effect there. Yep, uh, that one we've seen. Well done. Oh, that's not the right thing. That key, I gotta move that key. That's the third time I've done that. Uh, hey, look, it's the alternate title, also on its own little card here. Uh, this movie sucks. Rocks was just about the title. Uh, or or and for some reason, for no reason, I can tell. Anus pickles. That's the other one. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's for. It just says anus pickles. I don't make the list. Someone gives this to me. Wow. I don't know what's happening. Anus pickles. Speaking of those, Jeff Woosley wrote in. No no offense, Jeff. Oh, jeez. It'll be a game. (laughs) He's uh, an emailer sent an email to filmsock at gmail.com and he says, while watching the movie Speed Racer, uh, speaking of last week, I thought it had a lot or it had a lot to share with the Scott Pilgrim movie. Not only because the original source material was manga for both. That's actually not true. The Scott Pilgrim wasn't manga. It was just a, it was a comic, and I think the guy was British. But anyway, you can't call that manga, right? Or If that's true, then any comic sure. book is manga. 
right? Yeah. I mean, he's right that, that the source material are are graphic books, drawn, mm-hmm. hand drawn stories in books like a comic book or a manga in Japan. But I don't think because Scott Pilgrim. This is the important part. Yeah, this is the important part. Anyway, but in the way they tried to mix those sensibilities into the film, says Jeff. I agree. One movie did it really well, and the other did not. That's all yeah, I would right. say. Mm-hmm. And part of that is is not their fault. Part of that is because they had. Uh, there's a very good chance that none of us would even know what Speed Racer is without the show they made in the '60s. So had it not been for that show, there was probably no movie to begin with, and the movie had to be more of an homage to the show and its sensibilities than it did the original source material. So Scott Pilgrim got away with it more, I think, because it went straight comic to movie and there was no other expectation. In fact, right. most people will never read that comic. So, Right. That's the main thing about Scott Pilgrim is 80% of the audience, it was all never. fresh. So it, yeah, it could be whatever it wanted to be. Yeah, the comic I read and is super hipster and very, very indie and you know, there's nothing about it that would garner and, a, and, a mainstream and audience let's let's be clear edgar wright is a hundred times the filmmaker of whoever made speed racer wachowski's sister oh i got in some trouble for the sisters brothers thing by the way what do you really? mean well i, I we were very the, careful about that i did too the show well i mean we, and i've had this big conversation with them off air and they were totally nice and we we came to a, a whole bunch of understanding so there's no there is no bad blood but i guess it's it's hard because they used to call them they used to brand themselves as the Wachowski brothers. That's how they would have their names right. on the and monikers. It says it at and, the very end of the film too, Wachowski brothers. Yeah, and even at the beginning, it said directed by the Wachowski brothers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and all the movies they did while while representing as brothers, that's the name they used. And then that then that changed for a while, where only one was a brother, the other was a sister. So there's just there's a lot of you know that's a difficult thing to navigate because by its very nature, it's complicated. That's all we were trying to say. So if anyone else out there was having issues with it, we're not. We weren't. We weren't making fun ever. That was just us saying. Well, it's kind of confusing. They were brothers. Now they're sisters. For a while, they were brother sister. What do they do now? Like these are just questions. This isn't us going. Eh, they were brothers once. Now they're sisters. <laughs> like that's not I us. I don't... think their last film actually was when they collaborated was the Wachowskis. Oh, Iron I Man. They dropped, yeah, I they, think that's they what they've been using. Else. I think that's what yeah. they've been using ever since. That's a good way to do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because, if, you know, I, I, nobody should feel like they have to lock into anything. If they want to change again, why change your branding? Just be the Wachowskis. That's how you should do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, thanks. The person then know who I'm talking to. They were really, uh, they called me, how should I put this? They called me out on Twitter. And then I was like, well, let's take this to the DMs and actually have a discussion. And we did that. And it's always good to do that if you mm-hmm. can have like a real discussion with somebody and, Kind of get where their heads at. Get they get where your heads at, and you can, you'd be surprised uh, where you end up. It was great. Anyway, uh, that's the email address to send things to. That being filmsack at gmail You could be like Jeff Woosley and tell us things about stuff, and we're happy to read them right here on the show. Our next and we movie. Won't call you an oh, anus pickle. No, we will not call you an anus pickle ever, or a pickled anus. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Well, maybe that's what they were going for. That's like a survivor what, what you were challenge, for, right? On Survivor, they're like, you got to eat three pickle anuses before the other team. <laughs> Pickle anuses. Uh, let's uh, move to knowing what our next movie is. What is it? What oh, that's doing? that's Queen of the Damned. Next week, Whoa. we're watching the Queen of the Damned. I don't know what that is. That's right, the Queen uh, of the Damned. Yes, mm. a reincarnated vampire queen and vampire turned rock star join forces to take over the world. Hmm. But a group of ancient vampires aim to stop them. This is the wow. uh, 2002 in- yes. iteration. Yes, okay. with Aaliyah. All right. And written by Anne Rice about the vampire Lestat. 
It's oh, her yeah, novel, yeah. and then the screenplay by Scott Abbott, and then Abbott. Alea, Alea, <laughs> however you say her name. Alea. <laughs> Who's Margaret Moreau? Do we know her? Margaret. We're, we're going to find out next week. We'll we'll get there. Hold on, it's ringing a bell. Oh, Wet Plus Hot American start Summer. Start doing the show now. Wet Hot yeah, American Summer. Summer. That's what she's yeah. from. Yep. All right. Well, here you have it. Queen of the Dam, 2002. Currently enjoying a 30% Metascore, a 5.3 on IMDb, and who knows what Rotten Tomatoes says about this. But, uh, woo, looks like a stinker. But I'm excited. And it was made in Australia. No, wait. I'm reading some things. Well, whatever. We I just know that after we see this movie, we're going to dust ourselves off and try again. Yeah. Just dust yourself off and try again. I like it. Oh, yeah. I like it. Do that. Sing that every time. Wasn't That's that time. Aaliyah? Wasn't that uh, her I think song? So. I think so. Wasn't it? Dust she's yourself still, off and try again. She's still working? What's her? Oh, she died. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, this right. is that Aaliyah. Right. This is... That's yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, that Aaliyah. <laughs> How did she die? What was her death? The car plane crash, wasn't I it? I thought it was a plane... Was it car crash? Oh, remember plane, right. plane crash. It was the TLC... It was a plane crash. The TLC, or... Uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez died in a car crash in the Bahamas, or in um. She was yeah. in that car. Aaliyah died in the Bahamas. Oh. Aaliyah died in a crane crash, a plane crash. Right, plane and crash. then the other right. one, uh, Left Eye Lopez, died in a car crash in in the Honduras. She was right. only twenty two years old, and this movie was released posthumously. It came out two thousand two. Oh wow! So she died in two thousand one. Um, about fifteen days from nine eleven. Just to put your head oh, in wow. what time we were in. Okay. That's crazy. All right. I all right. Anyway, we'll get to all that next week on a jam-packed, entertaining episode of FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is the website you can visit for all things FilmSack, and you can leave us voicemails uh, over there. You'll find out how if you just go there. FilmSack at gmail.com is the email address. You can also send voicemails there if you want. You can find us on Twitter, at FilmSack, and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll, we'll see you next time. What was that? The tiptoe? Was that, was that, that what that oh, Okay. I don't know what that was. <laughs>this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.